0: Hey, Mercy Hill students, welcome to The Edge uh, Online Week 2. Good to have you back again. I hope this is a a chance for you to just get some normalcy within your life Uh, as you're getting back into, you're doing online school now, you're still stuck at home quite a bit. And trying to figure out what to do, I hope this is sort of just a, an escape as, as we work through some text to, together, see what God's word says, and see how it applies to our lives. Uh, it's once again it's weird to speak to an empty room. Um, I miss you guys, I, I really do. Uh, I will uh, when we're allowed. I will um, be so glad to see you and to um, just to walk along life with you. In the meantime, man, if I can ever pray for you, if I can. Um, uh, man, you're bored. You just want to reach out and say, hey, <clears throat> uh, if, if you something in the message jumped out at you, you really appreciate it. And I would love just to hear from, 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 from you in some way. Even if there's something in the, the message you didn't appreciate, just talk to me uh, because it's, it's lonely without you guys. I would love to hear how you're doing. We're once again in the book of Dan- Daniel, and it was written by Daniel. Very good. You're amazing. Uh, Israel's uh, overthrown, enslaved by the Babylonians and their king was King Nebuchadnezzar, right? Uh, now Daniel and his, his buddies are, um, in chapter one are like 15 and 16 when they're first enslaved. Uh, at this point we're going to be in chapter six and Daniel's in his eight. 80. So, remember context is key. So, I want you to keep in mind as we go through the pat the passage to, today that um, he's been enslaved and serving kings for 60 plus years uh, and been faithful that entire time. The passage for some of you, <clears throat> when we start to read it, if you're like me, you're going to think of a, veg- a, veg- a Veggie Tale song that goes, "Oh no, what you gonna do?" King likes Daniel more than me and you. Oh no, what you gonna do? Got to get him out of here! Boom, boom, boom. So, that's an amazing song. Now, some of you right now are thinking one of two things. First is, uh, dear Pastor Dan, please don't quit your day, your day job uh, uh, because we for uh, Pastor Nick singing. I to- 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 totally agree. Uh, and n- n- number two, you you are going. Wait a second. Did he just not? not stutter at all when he he sang that song how in the world is that and fun fun fact uh for stutters if you sing or talk in rhyme or rap uh or, or read like a poem if it's got flow to it uh usually you won't stutter at all <clears throat> i've thought of trying to sing my sermons but uh that would be very much too so a, exhausting if i could learn how to rap one uh i think that'd be fantastic but you know you, Maybe in a few weeks you might see that because uh, we're going stir stir crazy being without the crowd. Ha, have you ever been to a place where you felt like you were uh, you, you felt like you didn't fit in? You felt uh, you, uh, you didn't really belong. You were sort of like an alien or stranger compared to everybody else. <clears throat> you know, I uh, at the age of twenty three, I began working at a church called Mandarin Baptist. Church down in South Jackson will begin to work with youth. And um, I uh, can tell you, my experience here was fantastic. I, uh, in, uh, that there were many students saved, many students grew in their faith, many students that are now in their 30s or 40s are um, still uh, they're leaders within their churches, they're making impacts for Christ where they work. Uh, and so God really did some amazing things in spite of me. Uh, and, and, uh, and for that, I'll be forever grateful to God, but it's neat to see the way that he's worked. And so I was there for 14 years <clears throat> and, um, I think I could have stayed there for 20 more years. Things were going great. And my wife and I both felt like God was calling, us uh, that it was time to go. And a, a small church had contact contacted me uh, up in U, Uly, uh with a, a, a very dear friend of mine named Mike Kwiatkowski, Uh and called and said, "Hey, I want to know if you're interested to come up here. Uh, church isn't as big as yours. It's sort of, there's a lot of things that were sort of rough, but we're 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 trying to get this thing thing going. And my wife and I had been praying for a few months that God would o- open a door if, if we were supposed to leave, and we end up." Um, Leaving a church uh, that we loved, that loved us, <clears throat> and we moved up here. And remember, the f- <clears throat> I, I had I had a youth group I'd had for 14 years, so they had learned my rules, and uh, it was intimidating to be 37 and starting at a new church, a new youth group. I was 37, sort of a, even an old, older youth guy, and I thought, man, how is this going to work? Am I going to be able to do it? And my first week of camp, uh, the group tried to. This group was much different than my last group. Uh, a lot more wild. <coughs> Keith, Keith Met, a mess, a Messer was in the group as, as a youth. That, that, that should say enough. They were big time into pranks. Uh, almost felt like they were mean to each other, but they, it was just part of the norm. And I'm a guy that hates pranks, and I will crush them. Uh, Even at that first week of camp, I had a group of students, try. three guys tried to hog-tie me with duct tape, and I remember thinking if they hog-tie me, I will um, have to quit my job, because I will never get respect here. So I I fought back and won, and so that first year was sort of, I think, a little bit difficult with me and the group. It was going okay. It wasn't going great. Uh, I had some connections, some relationships, but not like I'd had. And so I was getting after that first year at the point of going, man, it, it, am I finished here? Am I done with youth work? Uh, is this something that I'm just getting too old for? And I remember going into a, 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 a youth camp, and we were going to do our, our own youth camp, much like we do now. That's the first time we were going to do it. And I was getting a lot of pushback from parents, from students that were like, oh, we want to go off to the, do this camp. Your own camp—it's not going to be fun at all. There's no new kid kids to meet, and so um, I um, i pushed back and said, "Man, let's do our, our own our own camp. This will be great." But I re- remember talking to God, going, "God, if I am—I um, need some real spiritual conversations with with students for me to last here." So I remember asking God, God, just give me three or four at youth camp uh, students that will come up to me and talk to me where I can pray with and I can have real conversations with. And, um, we, 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 uh, went to camp and I took about 45 students to camp, <coughs> a little bit less than we do now. And, uh, I remember that week at camp, I had 35 students come up to me to talk and to pray. Uh, and, um. Uh, I was blown away because I'd never had that near that uh, occur at a camp before. And uh, it was sort of almost God affirming me, going, hey, this is where you're supposed to be. Just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. Just be faithful. And so it wasn't long. I felt really sort of like I began to get accepted within the youth group pretty quick and within the church uh, it's interesting when you come from a, a South Jacksonville to a, a community like like, like Yulee it's very small town feel and while folks are, are nice I don't know how much they embrace you you're still an outsider to an extent um, but after about six or seven years of being here in the community not the church the com- community we really felt like we were um, a part of of Yulee now we're not so much of an outsider now we're sort of we're we're sort of not as strangers and aliens as we, we once were. We're going to be in the book of Daniel chapter 6. Uh, and I've got some students uh, in college that I had to ask to read some scripture. So they sent some in to me. And so I'm going to ask as we read it, if you would uh, stand, uh, if you can, uh, where you're at in honor of God's word. Uh, and um, we stand to remind ourselves that, that this is... This is this is the word of God, God's words to us. This is what will change hearts, change lives. This is what changed us, is that the, the learning of Jesus Christ through the Word of God. Um, and so we stand to myself that we honor the Word of God. Uh, <coughs> so let's let let's go and start in Daniel chapter six, verse one. Just follow along in your own b- Bibles. <coughs> It pleased Darius set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole king, king, kingdom, and over them three high officials, of whom Daniel was one, to whom these satraps should give an account, so the king might suffer no loss. Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find a ground for a complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom. But they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful and no error or fault was found in him. Then these men said, (coughs) We shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius, sign the document and injunction, verse 10. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. the exiles from Judah pays no attention to you, O king, or the injunction you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. Let's pray together. <coughs> Dear God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is holy and, per- and, per- and per- 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 perfect. <coughs> All right, let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you uh, for the chance to read your word. Uh, We thank you that it's holy and perfect. Lord, we invite you to every place that is hearing your word read uh, right now. um, That you would move in hearts and lives. That you would move in homes. That you would uh, show how big you are. Uh, Lord, give peace and strength in times of uncertainty. Uh, We thank you for your son. Jesus, for in His name we pray. Amen. Have you ever been falsely accused of something? You know, I, I posed that question to my wife yesterday, Michelle, and uh, Bob I Scott, an identical twin, who uh, she <coughs> thinks hung hung the moon. She thinks this is like the best thing ever, uh, and <coughs> um, <coughs> she she told me she said one time her twin sister when she was a kid had ripped her dad's bible but michelle got the spanking for it Uh, and so she thought that was very very unfair i remember being eight or nine and my sister older sister was probably 11 or 12 and she'd seen the movie poltergeist uh, and uh, i think came out in 81 or 82 and uh uh she was a um uh, you know, run to the light, Caroline. She was and she was afraid to go to sleep in, in, her, in her bed by herself after she saw the movie. So she begged me to sleep in the room with her. And so being the brave little brother, uh, which I wasn't brave at all, but I was like, okay, cool, sure, I'll do it. So I, I go, and I, I remember I'm laying in her bed, and evidently my foot touched her side of the bed, and that made her mad. And I remember she said, I'm telling mom that you won't stop pick, picking on me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'll move my foot. Okay, I, did, I didn't mean to. And uh, then she started calling, mom, mom. Well, mom comes up and she, 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 and she says, what? And my sister accuses me of uh, being mean to her. And I'm thinking, wait a second. I, I came in here because you were scared. And now you're stabbing me in the back. Uh, and so I got in trouble. <clears throat> it's not very fun, is it? You know, um, we see a story here where, where Daniel, he's 83. He's one of the top three of, of, officials in the land, uh, right beneath the king. And he, uh, distinguishes himself above the other two officials. I don't think he tries to, to show off. It's just his, his wisdom is, is there and the way that he leads is strong. And the king's about to put him over the whole, kingdom, and that makes everybody else <coughs> freak out and they accuse him. Um, they try to find fault in him, but they can't. In verse 4, they say, man, we we look at his life and, and there, there's no fault in him at all. And then in, in verse 5, they say, well, since we can't find fault in him, we know he's faithful to his God, so if we make a law that'll make him have to, to go against God, we know that he will break that law. What a testimony he had. One that he was uh, faithful and would do what was right, and two, he was faithful to God, no matter what and this is even lost people that saw this testimony in him, <clears throat> but it's so unfair you know when you read the story, I hope you, you get the impression kind gosh dude that that's not right at all. they're picking on this eighty three year old faithful man. I remember in the news just a, a few a few months back or a couple years back now. Uh, and this is not uh, po- po- political on who who I'm try- I like more or not. This is just the person's story. But Vice President Mike Pence, uh, <clears throat> the press had learned that he, he lived his life by the uh, Billy Graham rule is what it's called. And the Billy Graham rule uh, was one that Billy Graham would have that he would not uh, be alone with. He would not go out to eat with, nor would not ride a car alone with a woman who was not his wife. Uh, and if he did meet with a woman, a lot of times his wife would even be there with him or other people would be there when they would all meet together. So it's known as the Billy Graham rule. Well, it was learned from the press that <clears throat> Mike, Mike Pence lived by this rule and this rule, so he wouldn't go ride in a car alone with a woman. He wouldn't go out to eat alone with a woman. Why? Because of uh, he wanted to protect not only his retail. Reputation, but hers as well, uh, and wanted to hold her in high regard. Well, the depressed, just 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 freaked out over it. And the, it seems like uh, America was like, "Oh, how can he be so degrading to women when the one the very thing that he was doing was actually trying to lift them up?" And this is in the exact same era that the um, hashtag Me Too came out, and it's it's the sad. Um, fact that there is many, there are many wo- 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 women, not only in uh, America but in the world, that have been sexually assaulted by men. They've been, they've been um, touched uh, against their will. Uh, they've been hurt against their will. And so this hashtag Me Too era has come out. When you got names in the press of people who have convicted, Harry Wein- Weinstein, <coughs> you've got uh, Bill Co- Cosby. You've got. All of these famous stars or or directors that have used their their power uh, to to assault assault women so this in the same era that Mike Pence is being beaten on the coals for trying to protect women um, there's this big hashtag me too how can men do this to women when Mike Pence was just trying to lift him up and can I tell you it's just the staff here at Mercy Hill, we we go by that rule. We don't go to eat with a woman that's not our wife. We don't ride in a car uh, alone with a woman that's not our wife. Why? Because perceptions important and we want to protect everybody we meet uh, with. There's a interesting thing because not fair is a, is sort of a part of life. Uh, I think we're going to find out. You know, Jesus teaches in Matthew chapter five. In verses 43 through 45, he said, You've heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Then he says this in verse 45, So that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his Son, the sun in the sky, S-U-N, rise on the evil and on the the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. So get the teaching here. The sun, which represents goodness, shines on the evil and and the good. And the rain, which is troubles and trials and tribulation, it pours on the just and the unjust. I mean, we we all have our share of trials and good, and it falls as it may. Just because Daniel, as we read in the story, lives a Holy, righteous life. And he loves us for a very long time. Things don't always go his way. He's still enslaved. He's still captive. Um, he's serving a king. He's in charge of a lot of things. But he's he's been still taken away from his homeland. Just because you're following Jesus. And doing everything you're supposed to be doing. It doesn't mean you you get out of trial and tr- Trib, tribulation card. It's not a. It's not an escape out of jail card. In fact, as we see today, uh, the very fact that you are faithful to God and His c- command very well may bring trouble upon your life. Um, <clears throat> the story of Daniel in chapter six here, uh, where he's accused, <coughs> it reminds me of of a man in Acts six. And his name is is Stephen, and he is says the Bible says full of grace uh, and power, and was doing great wonders and signs among the, the, the people. And some people didn't like what he was doing, and they couldn't find fault in him because he was he was a good and righteous man. So they instigated the crowd to make stuff up against him. So the they, the the crowd starts to say, "Oh, he's doing things these things against God," and so. <coughs> The, the Court asks him, "Hey, <clears throat> why don't you stand up for for yourself what do you have to say for yourself and he preaches in acts chapter uh, seven uh the most beautiful sermon sermon and um in the end he's pointing him to Jesus to point him to to the cross he's, he He takes them to the Old Testament and he points him to to Jesus and then he says at the end of he says just as just as your fathers ignored the 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 prophets of old, so too are you ignoring the truth of God now, and as he says for that statement it infuriates the crowd they take stones they begin to 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 kill him uh, and we see the stories just don't miss it. Uh, a righteous man doing everything right, falsely accused. Re- re- reminds me of another story uh, in Luke chapter 23 of a man, in the beginning of verse 18. This is what it says. But they all cried out together, Away with this man and release to us Barabbas, a man who has been thrown... Uh, into prison for an insurrection start, started in this, the city, and for for murder. But Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to re- release Jesus. But they kept shouting, "Crucify him! Crucify him!" A third time, he said to them, "Why? What evil has he done? I found in him no guilt deserving death. I will therefore punish and release him." But they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that their demand should be gr- granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, for whom they asked, but he delivered Jesus over to their will. <clears throat> we see three stories Excuse <coughs> me, today in Daniel chapter 6, Acts chapter 6, and Luke here, uh, chapter 23. Uh, Daniel is falsely accused. Uh, He's thrown into the the den of of, of lions if if we read further in the text. And in the end we see that God rescues him from the lions. Uh, So that's that's one of the stories. Uh, Stephen's falsely accused of blasphemy against God. Uh, It angers the crowd (coughs) of what he says. So they stone him to death. And even as he's dying he says, Lord, do not hold the sin against them. And it says that he looks up into heaven, Stephen does, and he could see God seated on his throne and on his right hand standing beside him was the Son of God, Jesus. And it's interesting to me uh, that whenever you hear about Jesus being Uh, with God. He's always seated at the right hand of the throne of God, but all of a sudden, in this story, he's standing at the right hand of the throne of God. And I I imagine him standing welcoming Stephen home, bringing Stephen home. See, while Daniel was rescued from the lions, Stephen, uh, in the end, was rescued from this life. Um, as believers in Jesus Christ, do not lose sight that death is not the end, that this life is just part of the journey and a very small part because we have eternity with God through Jesus Christ. See, the third man in the story, Jesus, he's falsely accused. He's crucified dying on the cross as a sacrifice for your sins and for mine. He lived a life without sin, a righteous life without sin. And what he earned from his life was righteousness. And because of that, he had a right relationship with God. What we earn with our life of sin is death. And Jesus takes what we earn, death and God's wrath because of our sin, he takes that upon himself and he gives what he earned to us, righteousness. What we do not deserve, what we did not earn, that's what he freely gives us. That's what the gospel is. So while Daniel's Daniel's rescued from the lions, Stephen's rescued from this life, Jesus in death <coughs> it, uh, rescues us from our sins. It was interesting in, in the, the main text that we've been in, in Daniel 6, in verse 13. 13 his Accusers even call him an outsider, a stranger, or alien. This is what they how they describe him to the king. Then they answered and said before the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king. Or the injunction you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. And right there they're going, hey, Daniel, Daniel who is one of the exiles from judah who's not one of us he's he doesn't care about you okay they throw it in such a slanderous way but it's it's true daniel was an alien in their world he was a stranger in their world why because he was faithful to god and the world did not want any part of him first peter 2 11 12 says beloved i urge you as sojourners and exiles, to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when you, they speak against you as evildoers, that they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. It also says that, that sojourners can be changed for aliens or stra- strangers. You are, you are not of this world, so abstain from the passions of this world. And then it says an interesting thing, but keep doing good. And you're doing part of why you're do, you're doing good not is not just to honor God, but it's going to that that the Gentiles, the lost people who do not know Jesus will see your good deeds and they will turn to God. That is why we don't slow down doing good. That's why even in the midst of all this stuff, you don't stop doing good. You you pour on it even more because as folks are afraid Uh, And sickness is around and fear is around. People are thinking about eternity and what's going on after this life. It's a great time to talk about the gospel. Because Philippians 3.20 says this. For our citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await the Savior, uh, Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Your are citizenship is in heaven Jesus said Jesus said in John 14 6 I'm the way the truth and the life no man comes to the Father but by me in John chapter 14 he says hey hey I go and prepare a place full for you that where I am there you may be also heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people Man, I hope you you're ready what does that mean it means you've you've turned from your sin self and you've, you put your faith in Jesus Christ, the completed work, his life, death, and resurrection on the cross, that you put your faith that, God, because of that, my sins are forgiven. I turn away from my sins. I accept the sacrifice that he made. That is putting your faith in Jesus Christ. Why is the world not fair? It says, John fifteen nineteen. it says, If you were of the world, the world would love you, As its own, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Can I remind you just if whatever you're facing, whatever fears you're facing, whatever trials you're facing, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are not of this world. Stephen Curtis Chapman's song says, "There's more to this life than living and dying, more than these eyes alone can see." There's more to this life. You're, you're an, an alien or traveler passing through. And when you stand tall, living the righteous life that honors Jesus Christ, the world will not applaud. They will not wink at you. They will not smile. Sometimes they will attack. Sometimes they will mock. They will belittle and smirk. Just like what happened to Daniel to Stephen, and to Jesus. The good news, good news, people, there's more to this life. <clears throat> there's more to this life than right now. Our earth life, earthly life is temporary, but heaven is eternal. That's how we live different, even when life's fair, because this isn't going to last. What's important will last forever. Forever. In this time, man, be faithful. Just be faithful. Uh, And uh, have a great week. I love you guys. Dear God, I thank you so much uh, for your word. Uh, Lord, that we are aliens and strangers. That this world may be unfair. But God, may we keep our eyes focused on the cross and on heaven, the prize. Uh, And may we honor you with our lives. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.